0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: We don't even really know what to say. We're just going to get into it. Welcome in to this week's episode of the BGN Instant Reaction Show. I'm Jesse Taylor. I'm here with Shane Half and Rachelle, as always, And the Eagles, unfortunately, we had some hope after the 49ers went down to the third option quarterback for the Browns earlier that the Eagles were going to be the only unbeaten team left in the NFL. Unfortunately, 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 the Eagles just lost to the New York Jets in that god-awful MetLife Stadium. Shane's background really kind of says it all where we are right now. We're going to get it all out of our system, so tomorrow we'll feel better. We'll be ready for the Phillies. It'll be fine but right now Shane we are angry and don't we don't even don't you don't even know what to say what what do you even where do we even start with this mess
2: i i don't know not the defense that's for sure not the uh, defense defense sure played a good game didn't they
1: I would say so. I would venture to say the defense played a a really good game, especially given the fact that, you know, we found out yesterday that Jalen Carter was not going to play. We found out that Darius Slay was not going to play. You're looking at all these things and you're thinking, Oh, that's not great. I hope at least the Eagles offense is going to be able to handle themselves. So, you know, if the defense is struggling a little bit, you know, it'll at least be fine. That was not the case today.
2: Yeah. I, I don't know, just the the first half, I thought the offense looked good. I thought Jalen played really well. You, sco- yep. you score two touchdowns in your first three drives, and the one you don't is the Dallas Goddard interception. And I mean, Goddard should have caught it, and, and that proved to be some foreshadowing for the rest of the game. Just skill players' incompetency uh, in mom- in huge moments. But after those first three drives, in which the Eagles scored two touchdowns, they went fumble, punt, punt. Interception, missed field goal, interception, turnover on downs. That they had 164 yards on seven total drives there with four turnovers, five if you count the missed field goal, 11 first downs on the first three possessions, only 13 first downs on the next seven. Like I've never seen an offense that deserved to lose a football game more.
1: They completely, I mean, Lane Johnson goes down and they fell apart. They absolutely fell apart. And Looking at it, you could see direct impact of that, right? Like Jack Driscoll, Jack Driscoll, excuse me, got blown up a couple different times, even when they had him moving around, even on the right side when they pulled him on the one play in the red zone. They still ended up scoring on that drive, I believe. But, you know, you just saw direct impact from that issue. Now, combine that with the fact that you're down now two starters on that side of the line, an enormous problem against a Jets defense, that is a, a very good defense. They were, I mean, we thought them being down their two starting cornerbacks was going to be helpful, but they're still a very good defense, even in spite of that. And, you know, you see those things happen and, and they just completely fell apart from there. And you, I think you kind of said it best skill guys, completely, complete incompetency at a couple different times in there. I mean, it's, and I was saying to Rachel before you hopped on, it's interceptions like that first one to Goddard. I wish that interceptions could be charged to someone else. Like Dallas Goddard should be, he should be responsible for that interception, not Jalen Hurts. The other two, absolutely on Jalen. That first one should not be, should not be assigned to Jalen Hurts, unfortunately. But Devontae dropping multiple passes, you absolutely can't have. You know, Dallas dropping balls, I mean... I was like, what, what year is it? What year am I watching the Philadelphia Eagles play? Because it feels very reminiscent of 2019 up in here right now with the rotation in, in the secondary, the horrific linebacker play, the non-existent safeties and the drop balls. What am I watching?
2: Yeah, that, I don't know. Like First of all, let, I mean, let's we'll tip our hat to the Jets' defense, a defense that's really good. I mean, you look at they played Josh Allen in week one. Josh Allen throws three interceptions, takes five sacks, has a 40 QBR. Uh, and, of course, Josh Allen is prone to imploding at times, but they play Patrick Mahomes, and Patrick Mahomes throws two interceptions, has a QB rating of 63, two interceptions, uh, one sack in that game. And, you know, the Jets almost beat the Chiefs. And so the Jets' defense is really good. Then you get to this game, and Jalen Hurts looked really good, like I said, in the first half, and the wheels came off, and I think you hit on it. There's a lot of things at play there. Lane Johnson goes down, and he's indispensable. We all know the splits of Lane Johnson when he's on the field and off for the Eagles. It's ridiculous. Jack Driscoll stinks. Uh, Jack Driscoll cannot be your starting right tackle next week. If Tyler Steen can't beat out Jack Driscoll with a full week of practice, then Tyler Steen also stinks because Jack Driscoll was awful today. You couldn't run the ball. I mean, people were yelling on Twitter about running the football, like DeAndre Swift, 10 carries, 18 yards. Kenny Gainwell, two carries, 13 yards. Boston Scott, two for two. Like Jalen Hurts was the only running game the Eagles had. And at the end of the day, you're playing a team with a good run stopping front who is missing their top three cornerbacks. You have got to be able to move the football. And the Eagles did early in the game, but it's miscues. It's, Devonta Smith drops, it's Dallas Goddard drop that turns into an interception. It's a DeAndre Swift fumble that in isolation, that's a great play by the defense to punch the ball out. But when you look at it as a whole, you turn the ball over four times and you think you're going to go win a game on the road against a defense like this. Like, I don't care who their quarterback is. And Zach Wilson is not a good quarterback. And Zach Wilson did not play well. No. But you're going to get beat if you go minus four in turnovers.
1: 100%. Every single time. It doesn't matter who you are playing. 100% of the time, you are you are going to lose a football game when you turn the ball over four times. Four times more than the other team.
2: And also. miss a field goal, by the way. And a 30, what was it? A 31-yard field goal? Something ridiculous like that? It was a
1: really bad NFL day for kickers. It was a really bad day across the board. For, I mean, it was, it was close, if not closer than the field goal that, that the kicker in San Fran missed to lose them yeah. that game, too. Yep. I mean, it, it, it was a bad day for kickers. It was a really bad day for kickers, but that does not excuse the 15 other problems that were going on with the Philadelphia Eagles. And weirdly enough, the majority of them were not the defense. And players on the defense were dropping like flies. And somehow, still, like they were, they, they, they didn't want to win that game. I don't know. That's yeah, I mean, really all I have.
2: You come into the game down Darius Slay and, and Jalen Carter, right? And then early in the game, you get well, not early necessarily, but Reed Blankenship goes out. Uh Bradley Roby goes out. Eli Ricks goes out. Like injuries are mounted. Like you literally are playing like a seventh string cornerback. A- and you're playing like a sixth string cornerback at safety now because you just don't have any more safeties. Like The defense was so shorthanded and yeah, I, I don't want to be overly effusive in my praise for the defense because this offense for the Jets stinks, but the Eagles defense did their job. Like they were put in bad situation after bad situation by the Eagles offense fail. The defense gets a stop and the, the offense is pinned inside the five and they go a quick three and out. And then there's a penalty on special teams and the jets have the ball first down on the 35 yard line and the defense holds them to a field goal. Like, So many times the defense bailed out awful play by this special teams and by the offense and what we should be talking about on this show. What we should be talking about is Hassan Reddick getting two and a half sacks. We should be talking about Jordan Davis. They only credited him with a half a sack. He had two half sacks, but that's an argument for later. We should be talking about Joshua. We should be talking about this defensive line playing outside their minds. And instead we're not because the offense just totally didn't show up for the second half. And that's, that's frustrating. I I can't, I can't imagine being an, being Devonta Smith or Dallas Goddard or Jalen hurts and having to look those defensive linemen in the eye right now and know they did their part and the offense just came up small.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. And you look at and it's even more frustrating because they didn't just come out looking like that. Like you you said it that you know, maybe the Goddard interception should have been a little bit more foreshadowing for, for the, the rest of the game, but they didn't come out looking the way they did in the second half. They came out and I thought, wow, maybe Brian Johnson will actually put together a full game for us today that I won't hate. I hate him more today <laughs> than I have any other week that we have complained about the play calling. That didn't do any favors either this this is and this is not to excuse the play from any person on the offensive side of the ball but the play calling as well did no favors none yeah
2: i this is one like i i don't want to watch this game again but this is one where i kind of can't wait to get into the all 22 because i just don't understand like there were there were so many plays in this game where it felt like jalen Hurts stood back there forever and and then nobody's there he had a 3.4 second time to throw in this game that is absurd like for frame of reference it's charted as a pass rush win if you get off your block in under two and a half seconds like because that's about when the ball should be coming out two and a half two and three quarter seconds 3.4 seconds he held the ball why is nobody open are people open and he's not making is not seeing them I don't have any idea because like, you can't see that live, but it's really concerning playing a team missing their top three cornerbacks that you stood in the pocket for three and a half, four seconds on average. And, and by the way, those screen passes drag this down. You stood in the pocket forever and you couldn't find somebody to throw the ball. to. You're either not seeing the field or it's extremely concerning that nobody can get open against CBs four five and six for the Jets. That just can't happen
1: right and you i mean in addition to that i know that we were all ready to flip a table and i never want to hear mark sanchez call a football game ever again it's painful not a jets Uh,
2: game at least
1: uh, uh he he's the worst but anyway at one point he did say like i wish we had some sort of tracker on jalen hurts so we could see how many yards this man's actually running all over the place because some of those plays – and it's a shame that he ended up with as bad of a stat line as he did today and throwing as many interceptions as he did because the only reason that they were able to keep some of those terrible drives alive as long as they did were because of him and because of his ability to extend plays and the, the ability of the receivers to manage to get open even after X amount of time and still win those win those matchups to keep drives alive. We should be be able to talk about those things on the defense that you mentioned, as well as those things that Jalen Hurts did today. And unfortunately, they just completely imploded, so we can't even talk about some of those things. Instead, we're talking about how long he held the ball in this extreme – it's never good to hold the ball that long – but in this extremely negative way, when at the end of the day, he also did hold onto the ball for a couple different times in there and make phenomenal plays happen out of it.
2: Yeah, I mean, he throws three interceptions on the day. First one. Hits Dallas Goddard in the hands. Second one comment right here says it. Second one he gets hit as he's throwing. Neither of those are on him. That third one though, and we can talk about that. So uh, I tweeted out. So I mean I'm I'm reacting to the game live as it's happening here. But the Eagles have the ball. Uh, it's coming out of a timeout. You've got a third and ten with a minute thirty four or a minute minute twenty four left when Philly calls their timeout. Or yeah, no, no, no sorry. Let me let me reset this. You got Start, a third and 10. I'm reading over. the box score and it's confusing me here. Cause it shows the time they called the timeout. They've got third and 10 with a minute 34 left. Uh huh. I tweeted out before the play, I would drop Hertz back to pass. I mean, you get the first down the game's over. And so I don't have a problem with the pass call there. That's what I would have done. The, the running game wasn't working. You cannot throw that interception. Like, you watch that. You watch that when they run it back from the end zone view, and they just sit. Got it right at the sticks. Just, I don't know. You know, I'm guessing you never played football.
1: Not. But let's not, just not much more than a Thanksgiving Day game here and there. Yeah.
2: Well, let's just put you on the sideline. Third and ten. If they drop back to pass. Where do you think roughly they're going to try to throw the ball to?
1: Roughly wherever that te- the end of that ten is where those. Yeah. Big- those big orange sticks stand probably around there, at least there.
2: Yeah. So the Eagles run a, a mirrored curl pattern. They've got a curl breaking at the sticks on both sides. Linebackers are sitting right there on e- If the first guy didn't intercept that ball, the second guy would have like, he stared that down. Awful decision. I don't have a problem with throwing the ball there, but yeah. you cannot make that throw if you're hurts. And I really question why are we running like, mirrored curl routes with vertical routes on the edges like run dagger dagger's your go-to concept run dagger you can throw the deep ball to aj brown you can try to hit the dagger route you can scramble you can just slide if nothing's open and the clock keeps running i mean a run play wasn't gonna get a first down anyways you couldn't run so you can take a five yard sack who cares you just can't throw an interception and that was awful awful execution by Hertz i people are gonna talk about they're gonna yell about on WIP They're going to yell on Twitter about people are yelling at me now because I said I would have thrown the ball before it happened. The decision to throw the ball was not a bad one. And I'll stand by that. I agree. Awful, awful execution that cannot happen from your guy that you paid to, to you paid him the highest contract in the NFL. He was an MVP candidate last year. He's played really well two weeks in a row. That just can't happen.
1: No, you can't make that decision. And there was a comment in here talking about how in this, the second interception, his arm got hit, but He also stood there for a really long time. That was one of those plays where he held the ball for a really long time before letting that one go. And that third interception, you're absolutely correct. You, they, they couldn't run the ball. the The run game was not successful. They were not having any success whatsoever, and they weren't even having any success with a, you know, even there. If you're, you're, you know, okay, we have two tries at this. Get a little bit on third down, and then you know we'll go for it on fourth. They weren't. Be, they weren't having enough success from that perspective to even rely on it in that scenario either. So I completely agree with you that throwing the ball was the right decision there, but this comes, Jalen can't throw that ball, but it also, in in my opinion, also comes back to, I mean, there is nothing. There's Brian Johnson is providing nothing from a play design perspective. Let a, Forget the play calling. Back it all the way up to the play design. They're all extremely, extremely, extremely generic. Everybody and their mother can see what what the Eagles are about to do. And, and you know, again, I'm not, I'm not a fire this person person. I am a, the wife of a football coach. I cannot, I, I can't, believe me, I, I can't even sit with the parents of high school kids because I can't, I can't deal with listening to, to some of the opinions of coaches. So I'm never going to be a, you know, fire this person, fire that person individual. Never have, never will be. However, Brian Johnson has not done a good job and has not shown me enough glimpses for, to give me any sort of confidence in him going forward. It is unsettling what the Eagles have done at this point. And I do not believe that today was a, okay, this is it. This is just what the Eagles are. I do not, I do not believe that at all. Because if we're going to go with that logic then let's go look at what the 49ers did today and we're going to go with that. And what are we going to hear all week about the 49ers? Oh, well, Christian McCaffrey got hurt. Debo Samuel got hurt. We're going to hear all of these different things. But guess what? That's what happened. So I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, well, Lane Johnson got hurt. That's why we no. Did it impact it? Sure. But at the end of the day, you need to be able to figure out a way to win if you lose your right tackle. I understand your right tackle is important, but also there are a lot of other players on that football field that have a lot of talent that you should be able to beat the New York Jets. Okay. Yeah. So not. I mean, the Jets, the Jets are-
2: lost their quarterback on the fourth play of the season, so.
1: Exactly. I don't want to,
2: I don't, like, they were banged up. I don't want to hear the injury excuse. Nobody was banged yeah. up more than the Eagles' defense, and they did yes. their job.
1: And they did their job. It's, it's so, it's, Jalen shouldn't have thrown that ball. I absolutely agree with you that they pass in that situation, but also the play design that they, that I've seen so far, it is extremely vanilla and nothing, there is zero creativity happening whatsoever it is impossible to win the way that they are attempting to win football games. And they have enough talent that they've been able to do it for the last five weeks. But today they consistently, you know, when everything goes wrong and you all play like garbage, not going to, you're not going to find a way to win that game.
2: Yeah. I mean, so to your point on the offense, I mean, is this just the Nick Sirianni offense? Like, this offense looks the same that it did last year. The skill players just aren't playing at the same level. Like, I came, we came on this show time and time again last year and talked about the Eagles' offense is really simple. They run, like, five concepts. They've got dagger, they've got four verts, they've got smash, they've got levels, they've got uh shallow cross. Like, that's it. That's their offense. And then a lot of cool running stuff, Jeff Stoutland. Like, this is a Sirianni offense, and it worked last year. And it's worked at times this year, but you have a game like this where your right tackle's banged up, your skill players don't make plays, and all of a sudden it's like, man, this offense is really bad. I mean, the Eagles have run a simple offense for ever since Nick Sirianni's been here. It's a simple offense. And I disagree at times with Brian Johnson's play sequencing. This is Nick Sirianni's offense. He built the plane. And I'm not – Let me step back because people are going to be angry because the Eagles lost. I am not saying the Eagles should fire Nick Sirianni. I am saying that Brian Johnson is calling plays off the offense that Nick Sirianni has built, Uh and Nick Sirianni—he there is culpability with Nick Sirianni for the structure of this offense. The Eagles are dead last in pre-snap motion. Now, I've defended that to a degree because the Eagles are at the top of the league in terms of tempo, and it's really hard to marry tempo and motion together. It takes time to get your motion, then you're no huddling, but you're not getting snaps off, it just messes with things. You shouldn't be last. Like you cannot be a heavy motion team and be like 20th. Like you just come off the Rams game and it's hard to put this in midseason, but it's not like the Rams are doing anything new. I mean the the Dolphins are taking the league by storm with their speed out motion. That's new, but the Rams have been motioning like this for years, motioning into bunches and stacks. And why don't the Eagles do this? I don't know because they didn't need to like maybe it's time to build out this offense a little more. It's telling. It's very telling how Eagles fans feel about this offense. If you really pushed them on it and they don't realize this, what is the Eagles? What do the Eagles fans scream every game? Run the ball, run the ball, <laughs> run the ball. You've got a top five receiver in the NFL and AJ Brown, a fringe top 10 guy and Devonta Smith. You've got a top five tight end in Dallas Goddard You've got a quarterback that was an MVP contention last year, and we scream, run the ball. Why? Because of the offense. Do we trust it? Do we really trust the passing offense? Like, it feels so often like when this offense succeeds, it is because Jalen Hurts makes a free runner miss. Jalen Hurts drops a beautiful ball to A.J. Brown down the sideline. A.J. Brown makes a fantastic catch and double coverage. Like, so much of this offense, if you boil it down to it, It's skill players, and it's a quarterback dragging an offense. It's not an offense. You know, we talk about the 49ers. Brock Purdy is a system quarterback. That's the same thing people said to discount Jalen Hurts last year. The job is not to make it as hard as possible on your team. Like, you can go have the good skill players. You can also put a system in place that can carry you a little bit when Devonta Smith's in his head, when Jalen Hurts isn't on his A game. Even in this game, the Eagles had a 28% success rate on running back runs and we're screaming, run the ball because we don't trust the offense. And that comes down to design issues and we could get way off in the weeds on that. But at the end of the day, people are going to scream about Brian Johnson. Nick Sirianni built the plane. Brian Johnson's just sitting in the driver's seat.
1: Yeah. And not doing a good job of driving the car.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean he may be texting while he's driving if we're gonna mix metaphors here. I I don't know, but
1: he's like a 15 and a half year old that just got his permit and he's trying to figure it out. Um, no, and and I I don't I don't disagree with you, but I also think part of that comes down to like last year, and I think we talked about this a little bit this week last week. Last year, the Eagles took the NFL by storm. They were really good on paper, but did we know how good they were actually gonna be? Did we know, you know, we've seen good on paper completely implode. I give you the dream team of 2012. Four and 12, they were horrific. It was the worst thing in the entire world. It, you know, you can be really good on paper and just completely fall apart and not work out. The way that the Eagles were playing and everything was clicking last year, going into the week, people were like, oh shit, we got to go play the Philadelphia Eagles this week. Let's get ready. But were they ever really always ready? Not so much. This year, the Eagles were better on paper than they were last year. I truly, truly, truly believe that in addition to it, and, and this does not excuse the Eagles offense at all, but I think that in addition, also because of the way that the Eagles offense is you know, being scrutinized with the tush push, brotherly shove, all of those things, the Eagles are getting everyone's best shot. Like The, 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 the Patriots are a terrible football team. They gave the Eagles their absolute best shot they had. The Commanders, very bad football team, gave the Eagles the best shot that they possibly could. The Minnesota Vikings, very bad football team, gave best shot to the Philadelphia Eagles. So I do think that on some level, teams like the Eagles, the Chiefs, the upper echelon of the NFL, get the absolute best, most locked-in version of their opponent week in and week out. But I, don't, but I don't necessarily think we did make them look competitive is my point. I don't think the Eagles did much to make them look competitive. I think that that defense was specifically designed for that week and called in order to try to mess with what the Philadelphia Eagles do. My point being, they are getting the best shot of all of these football teams. The Jets have been slowly getting better each week. Now, they were still extremely banged up, and the Eagles absolutely should have won that game. But they were still getting the best shot of that defense especially. And it's one of the reasons why the offense struggled so much. That's a reason the offense struggled. Key playmakers are dropping balls. Jalen Hurts is throwing bad passes. Like, there are a lot of different factors at play there, but one of them is what the Jets' defense did.
2: Yeah, and – there there's i mean there's an element of that Uh, big picture if you told me before the season started the eagles are going to be five and one tied for the best record in the nfc after six weeks i would have said sign me up new play caller on both sides of the ball don't know what you have at linebacker or safety and all these things like i would have said sign me up but for it to look like this like that feels so deflating and then you look out and you see miami on the horizon and let me just tell you, if the Eagles play like they did today against Miami, they're going to lose by 35. And, and that's going to be embarrassing. And that's going to be especially bad because I'm going to that game. It'll be my first Eagles game. And that would be atrocious. That so let's
1: happen. not please, Don't do that to shame, please
2: to the football gods. Let's not let that happen. If you can get through Miami, you get Washington next. Like you can still get to seven and one before you start this run of Dallas by hopefully get healthy. Kansas City, Buffalo, San Francisco, Dallas, Seattle, like it gets hard. We said it was important to stack wins in the early season, and the Eagles did that. You would like for them to be 6-0 and right now. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're going to lose a game, I would rather just all this stuff go wrong in one game. Like, give me all the Jalen Hurts interceptions and all the fluke plays and everybody getting injured. Let's get that all out of the way at once. Let's not string that out over three games. I mean, I don't know. It's, and so much depends, like, I wish we could record this post game show, like after a day when we know what the deal is with Lane Johnson. And when I can see pressure rates and when i could have watched the all 22 and tell you all this stuff I'm seeing, but like right now, I just don't know. I know, I know the offense was brutal. I know the defense played outside their minds and they deserved to win and they didn't get it.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, and you know, it, I, let's see. Uh, Jordan Mailata said that Nick Sirianni didn't speak in the locker room after the game. The players did. So it uh, looks like Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Hassan Reddick, and Fletcher Cox spoke in the locker room after the game. And I totally agree with you. It was very reminiscent of the Commanders game last year, their first loss. Now, granted, it was 10 games into the season. So it was you know a little bit further along. But it was very reminiscent of that the weird interception that goes off Dallas Goddard's foot. You know, all of those different things, which is another interception that I wish could have been tagged to Dallas Goddard and not to Jalen Hurts. Um, but, you know, people getting hurt, weird things happening, bad penalties, left and right just making enormous mistakes. And they did get it all out of the way in that one game. So I, I totally agree with you. If they could just get get it all out of their system today, and figure it out for next week specifically. So you enjoy your first Eagles game and then continuing beyond that as well. I, I, I really, I, I struggle to really believe this notion that this is who they are or, you know, they're, this is, you know, what they're going to be for the rest of the season. And, you know, they're going to be, you know, five and five after the next couple of weeks. Like I just, I, I don't believe that I don't really believe that with this much talent and the leadership that they have, they're going to, they're going to fall apart that way.
2: Yeah. I mean, last year you, you talked about last year losing to Washington after they lost to Washington, they did not lose another game when Jalen hurts was quarterback until the super bowl. Like they answered and they played a tough game against Indianapolis that next week. They won by one, they played a shootout against Green Bay and then they blew out Tennessee and New York before Hertz gets injured in the Bears game and of course they lost the two games with him out but right this is a team that knows how to deal with adversity and if we're going to try to spin this the positive way um maybe they get that that wake-up call maybe they're and I don't I don't think I don't think that you ever have to worry about this team with Jalen Hurts at quarterback reading too much of their own press and smelling the roses a little bit too much and not really taking care of business. I don't think you ever have to worry about that, but you can be sure that there's going to be a little extra fire coming off of an embarrassing loss, a game that if you pushed them, every guy in that locker room would admit that they thought they were going to win before it started. And that's not a problem. Like people are going to make that out. It's a trap game. They didn't get ready. Like every athlete walks into every game and they think they're going to win. Like I don't, I don't think they didn't show up or that they went through the motions because it was the Jets. But if you pushed them, they all thought they were going to win this game and they didn't. They got punched in the mouth. They responded really well last year when that happened. Uh, I mean, Hertz responds really well to the point that when they get the ball back after he throws the interception, just where I'm at with Hertz, I'm shocked that they didn't go score in a minute 46. Like I just expect Hertz to bounce back. He throws the interception, the Jets score. I'm like. They scored. That's fantastic well, because the Eagles are going to go score and win this yeah. game now, and they didn't, and that kind of shocked me. And that should tell you everything you need to know about Hurts and the team, and what to expect from them moving forward. I I'm not saying they're going to beat the Dolphins next week because the Dolphins are a really good football team. I would be shocked if they don't look innumerably better next week.
1: I would also be be shocked. And just looking through some of these these comments over here, I you know a couple of these, I also think that you know praying it was a wake up call. I think it was a little bit of a wake up call, and I don't even know if they, like you said, like they're not necessarily out here, fe- like feeling like they're the best team in the league. Like I don't get that from them, but I think it probably was a little bit of a wake up call that like what we've been doing might not always just get us through. So we need to make sure that we're we're on top of these things. Um, the other one about who let Devonte speak in the locker room—they voted Devonte Smith a captain. That's why Devonte Smith spoke in the locker room. Because that man has a C on his jersey for a reason, because he probably owns up to his crap. And ha- like, that's exactly what he said. Like, how do they look some of those guys in the eye on the defensive line? The three of the guys that went and, and spoke were Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, and and AJ Brown. Those are yeah. three of your captains. They're going to stand up and speak,
2: which maybe AJ Brown doesn't have much to answer for. But
1: no, I, I did
2: think it was funny when you said that. Uh, they spoke Nick Sirianni didn't speak in the locker room hurts and Devonta and AJ Brown did. I'm like, Oh, now they're not even letting them call the plays in the locker room. Players (laughs) are like, Nope, this is my ship. You're out there. I'm the captain now, but I don't, I don't really think that, that just popped into my head and made me chuckle.
1: That's very funny. Um, well the good news is the New York football giants will most likely lose right now. So that's some positive for, for your evening. Um, all right, let's let, – oh, I'm so scared. I mean, scared.
2: is that good news? I don't even care about the Giants. They're so, they're, they are so. They're such a little brother team at this point. Like, please, please go win some football games and think Daniel Jones is your answer and don't draft quarterback again. Just keep running that back.
1: They just paid that man a lot of money, and they drafted him number six overall, which is all of the things were very bad decisions. Um, he's not even playing tonight. He's hurt. So we're going to watch Tyrod Taylor for, for a little bit against the Buffalo Bills. It should be thrilling. Oh, well, Um, then
2: in that case, I forgot that. Yeah, we need him to lose. Tyrod's not the answer. Daniel Jones is your savior. Just
1: run that back. Yes, a gift from the Lord himself.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals.
1: All right, I'm so scared to bring Rachelle in here to hear what's going on on Twitter, but I think we have to do it. I'm so scared. How many, first of all, how many responses do we have? And like, how different is it compared to what we
0: usually get? I was going to start with that. We already know that, you know, Eagles fans love when they lose. Like, compared to some of the reactions the last few weeks when they've been winning, we have what 60 comments. In the past weeks, sometimes we've had less than 20. Like, when they win, it's just like, okay, everybody just disappears. But Everybody's going ham in the comments right now. So everybody showed up to vocalize how they're feeling. But the one that stood out I wanted to start with, um, it was at... Feldman underscore Zach, he said pain, extreme pain. And I think that's definitely something to sum up this performance. Um, It was painful. This loss was definitely painful. I know I went into this game expecting it to be a comfortable win for the Eagles, expecting it to be an easy win for the Eagles, knowing that the Jets are not as good as the Birds, but it was so many things. It's just mounted on one another, the injuries, the drops, the turnovers, so many things. So I think it was a painful loss for sure. Um, but of course, I already saw the fire, Brian Johnson, run the ball, Shane, you already touched on that. And what your thoughts are with that? Um, man that sucked, way too sloppy, uh, butts for offense. And then someone did say scared of dolphins. So, yeah. This
1: one says Phillies play tomorrow. And that—that
0: <laughs> nice. that is positive and true. I mean some people are like okay glad it's over let's move on like that type of mindset um but next week isn't isn't going to be much better that's going to be a, a tougher opponent and so I just yeah I don't know
2: This is why we can't have nice things <laughs>
1: <laughs> Philadelphia was riding such a high for so long we had so many good weeks just right back down Have you seen the memes that are like Philadelphia has two levels of energy and it's like a little meter, and one side meter. is cocky and the other is distraught.
0: Uh-huh. And
1: that's those are the only two options that we have, which is accurate. Yeah. So for the last yeah. like, three weeks, we've been sitting on the cocky side, and today we are, I actually just saw one. It was the Phillies logo, and it was just at cocky, and the Eagles logo is on distraught. So uh. we're, that's where we are. Um, yeah, And uh, now Skip Bayless is, is trying to say that, um, oh, Brock Purdy and uh, Jalen Hurts were both so terrible today. um, So, you know, maybe that that loss the Cowboys had to the 49ers isn't so bad, huh? And everyone's like, OK, pipe down. Let's let's relax here. It's, yeah.
0: Did you guys hear them comparing him to Russell Wilson? Jalen Hurts. Yes, it was, I did. And it yes, I said, let's not <laughs>
1: be
2: comparing him to Russell Wilson. And then he immediately turned into 2023 Russell Wilson. And I yeah. blame the broadcast for a lot of things. And I blame them especially for that. So I would like a public apology from Mark Sanchez.
1: We're probably not going to get one, but I would personally like a public apology for when he uh, referenced Jalen Hurts as a salmon covered gasoline. Yeah, I uh, and said also said, bro. He said he's like a salmon covered in Vaseline, bro. And I
2: doesn't that doesn't that paint such a picture though? Like I'm just waiting on Jimmy Kimski to draw that up and paint like a salmon in the awesome. pocket with the football and guys slipping off of it. Like I love that. I love the imagery there. I I get what he's going for. I've never, you know, as a commentator, as a, as a podcaster, me. you're trying to find entertaining ways to talk about football that people haven't heard before, and you know, shout out to. The bro, Mark Sanchez. I haven't heard that one before in a football game.
1: That and when Jets had like third and 25 and he was like, they've got third in a Walmart parking lot. And I was like, Jesus,
0: okay. It did keep
1: me entertained, but also I needed him to shut up. He was on my last nerve.
2: He's been coming to these small town Walmarts in Oklahoma. If their parking lots are only 25 yards long, I would have assumed (laughs) the parking lots are a little bigger where Mark Sanchez is at, but maybe not.
1: Oh, New York, they parking lots don't exist.
2: I guess there's that's no parking true.
1: lots in, in in New York. They don't there's no parking anywhere in sense. New York. Actually. Yeah, I guess that makes so, sense. So, if he's up there, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just don't even All right. Where like where where do we go from here? How do I how do we feel better? When do the Cowboys play tomorrow?
0: tomorrow night break
2: out those break out those kelly green jerseys get them ready for next sunday night and just pray that darius slay is back to help cover tyree kill and jalen waddle and pray that lane johnson's back but mostly get the kelly green jerseys out they look super slick just start getting ready for sunday
1: yeah oh it is the kelly green week isn't it it is that's gonna be great oh that's gonna look so good um Okay. So yeah, that's what we get to look forward to. Kelly green jerseys. That's, that's all the Phillies play tomorrow and the Kelly green jerseys. That's it. Yeah, Nothing else.
0: It'll get us through.
1: Yeah. I'll be interested to see. I think what we're going to need to do obviously is just wait on the injury reports of everything and just see where we are. That's, that's I think going to be the biggest thing that like you kind of touched on that just now, Shane, but I really, that's going to be the biggest thing coming out of this week, just to hear where, where some of those things are.
2: I can give you a stat that I intended to lead the show off with when I thought we were going to win that was very happy, and it's technically still true, but I'm not sure if it'll have the same, invoke the same reaction here. But uh, since the 49ers played in the one o'clock slate, this is the second year in a row that technically the Eagles are the last undefeated team. I just anticipated that undefeated streak making it at least another week. Uh, The last Mm -hmm. undefeated team has made the Super Bowl 11 times in the last 23 years, including the Eagles last year. So, I mean, it sounds a little pathetic to say now, but the Eagles were the last undefeated team that still applies, right? (laughs) We don't want to hear it. (laughs) Yeah. I knew that could go either way. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Then let's end on this. I legitimately think AJ Brown may never have another sub 100 yard game. Like, that's he's fair. just a okay. monster fourth straight All game right. of yeah. 125 plus yards longest streak in the nfl the longest active streak i mean he has just been on one this year so i personally would like to extend my heartfelt gratitude to the tennessee titans for thinking that man wasn't worth paying and giving him to us for the price of one first round pick so shout out to the titans john robinson appreciate them for giving us aj brown
1: i also really appreciate that uh He went off on the Tennessee Titans and that GM got fired immediately after that game.
2: Yeah, that was a bad day in the office.
1: That was not his best work, but I guess, yeah, well, you know what? We're, you know what? We're cutting it here. We're just going to end on the AJ Brown positivity. AJ Brown's a monster. Thank God he's an Eagle. Next week, I really, really hope that they pull it together a little bit. But at least we have the Kelly Green jerseys. Unfortunately, we will be here late as all hell to do this show afterwards. Shane will not be here because Shane is going to the game. And I hope you get good and drunk and enjoy yourself um, and have the best time at your first Eagles game. That'll be so much fun. But thank you for joining us. Make sure you're paying attention to all of our content that's coming out this week because, my God, there will be a lot. I'm sure there will, so make sure you're subscribed to BGN wherever you get your podcast. Leave a five-star rating, written review, do the whole thing. We will talk to you next week. Go birds, but more importantly, go Phillies, because they are the hot team that's going to win tomorrow.
2: But go birds.
1: But go birds. Go birds. <laughs>